Welcome to the Seller Roundtable e-commerce coaching and business strategies with Andy Arnott and Amy Wees. Arm the rebels. Yeah. So the interesting thing about Shopify, people don't realize this. They actually used to have a marketplace. Uh, they, they tried to roll it out. It was a steaming pile of garbage. So they got rid of it. Um, but I completely agree. And the other thing that people aren't realizing is, you know, Amazon does have, uh, you know, a huge leg up in terms of fulfillment, but, uh, you know, there's, there's people like FedEx who have warehouses everywhere that somebody could come in and, and, uh, you know, either partner with smartly or purchase. And all of a sudden now they have, you know, uh, this, this, uh, distribution network that now rivals Amazon. Right. So I, I, I think I said that a couple of years ago, I still think that that's a big possibility, you know, some, someone like Shopify partnering with FedEx or, you know, purchasing FedEx, uh, through some kind of, uh, you know, equity deal or something. And then, uh, and then unleashing that against Amazon. And like I said, I think Amazon would be caught flat footed because it's such a massive company. There's so much red tape. There's, you know, these, there's, they're just not ready for the next, whatever the next iteration is. Um, and not only that, you know, they think that they can continue to get away treating sellers like dirt and, and it's not, you know, if there's a viable option, uh, Amy, how, you know, how, uh, how much affinity do you have for Amazon? If something better came along with a, a, a similar market share, do you think you'd stick with Amazon or would you give Amazon the big proverbial middle finger and move over to the, what the newer, better platform? Right. I mean, that's what Amazon's not realizing. Yeah, I think I think like Brandon said, we're a long way from another competitor coming in and being able to take over what Amazon has accomplished and fulfillment options and everything else. But I agree that there definitely people are are ready, just like our our Shopify class we had the other day. We were like, man, there's some opportunity there. We do need to learn those other channels and we do need to take advantage of them. But in the meantime, you know, Amazon is a super strong channel. I will probably, I, I don't know that I would ever not sell on Amazon. Um, you know, it's, it's, I, I may change my mind if, uh, if my Walmart regional test takes off and I'm in worldwide Walmart stores, I may change my mind a container at a time going straight from the factory to, you know, that's, that's kind of, you know, that's a big deal, but, um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. I love Amazon and, um, and we'll see, we'll see what happens. I think it's going to be five years. And I think in five years, things are going to look really different. I think like Brandon said, like with TikTok and some of these, the way people like to shop, it's just going to change. It's going to be an engaging environment. It's, and even Amazon's trying to push towards live. So speaking of that, Brandon, my question for you, there's so much, you just talked earlier about how, you know, you get your product on the page. And even if you're organically pay on position three, you're like scrolling past the video ads and the editorial recommendations and all of the top of search ads and the sponsored product ads at the top of the page. And now we've got, even in your buy box, like there's like two ad play, new ad placements there. So what are you doing to really just master placement? Like what are you doing to make sure that your products are on the page, painting the page? You know, I think, so for us, PPC is more about like maintaining rank. Um, you know, if it's profitable, it's great. But, um, you know, otherwise we, we, we treat it as um, a way for 
as a tool more for us to, to get as many organic sales and maximize profit, right? So what we're finding is that video ads have been crushing, um, product display ads are doing great, regular PPC sponsored ads though, like it's more and more competitive, people launching new products at this time of year, like we just launched 32 new SKUs in the last like three weeks, right? Ugh. Bids were insane across most of the products. And I was like, uh, I was just thinking to myself, like, why, why drive traffic from within Amazon to, to like, why bother doing this? And it's, um, if we didn't have the video, like we got video up for most of them almost immediately because we have an in-house team in China, luckily. And so we were able to get video ads up and we were able to get sponsored. And I have a very select number of campaigns that I do just for indexing, but you end up turning them off. And I have very little PPC running for almost any product now because it's just not profitable. It doesn't help your conversions or your- Wow, I never expected you to say that, Brandon. I love it, you're blowing me away, keep going. <laughs> yeah, I mean, so, so your PPC is gonna negatively impact your click-through rate, your conversion rate is gonna negatively impact your rank. So what we find is that we just fly to the top, we let our organic uh, sales and clicks uh, keep us there. And if we have to drive additional traffic, we're driving it from outside of Amazon just to maintain a little bit higher conversion rate. And it's, it's multiples cheaper, multiples uh, less expensive to just drive someone from, from a landing page from Facebook or from somewhere else. Like even, like even giving away a big discount on rebate key, like in disclosure, I'm one of the owners, like just giving away three units a day just to bump the conversion slightly is significantly cheaper than running ads. Because like I'll, I'll sell 20 organically, give away three units. And like as an eight cost, it's like as a tacos percentage, it's like five, right? But if I were running ads trying to accomplish the same thing, I'm hurting my click-through rate and conversion rate and I'm spending more money to do it. So I'm paying more money to hurt myself. Like it doesn't make sense. So just from a, a, everything that we've tested, it's like PPC, we're just spending less and less money on. We're making more and more money. It's um, I don't know what Amazon's strategy in the long run is for that because like I, I imagine people are still paying for these bids, but they're failing. Like I look at the products that are advertising in the top five spots and they're on page three, they're on page five. They're, they're not organically ranked well and they don't really, the more they spend on bad ads, the worse they're gonna be ranked organically. It's literally just hurting them. And they, they're in this downward spiral and funnel of, lighting money on fire and it's like it's terrible to see people do that like yes yeah. <clears throat> that's my that's my thing yeah, Brandon, I agree with you in terms of the the uh, the traditional uh, you know sponsored ad, you know the keyword ads right now. Good luck with that. I mean, unless you're a major brand who can spend you know ungodly amounts of money to lock that position down just for the brand recognition and and the long game. Um, and, and I I also agree. Uh, you know, for years now I've been dr driving offside traffic and preaching that because you know you, like you said the 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 clicks are a fraction of what they would be on Amazon. Um, and not only that, but, you know, in, in the first month or so, you know, you want to get as much traffic and, and exposure to that listing as possible. You know, everybody knows about that honeymoon period, but for new launches, you know, nowadays it's like a lot of times we won't even do the keyword stuff. We'll do direct, uh, you know, offsite traffic, uh, with, with discounts or rebates and things like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree with you there. Um, and, uh, you know, we've got on Sell RCO, we've got this uh, Traffic Titan tool, which is like a, um, uh, it's kind of like a Google Ads uh, automation. And the cool thing is, is uh, um, 
uh, attribution just came out with an API. So we have some really cool stuff planned for that where, that's you awesome. Know, I can't wait. I'll be a user of that because the attribution link is so good. Yeah. So they just released the attribution. So you'll be able to actually see conversions on the platform, you know, clicks, uh, you know, who clicked, uh, what they bought, you know, all that kind of oh. stuff. So you'll be able to get direct, uh, the, the API is new and attribution is once again, a steaming pile of poo, it but is. it, it will get there. It will get there. Um, yeah, I think as they open up, uh, the, the, the back door a little bit for us to get more data, then it's just going to help people that are able to put in the work and understand the marketing and, and can get a little bit more creative on that end. I think the problem is this, right? Like if, if you learned private label by going on YouTube and watching a video from one of these guys from four or five years ago that have podcasts and, and like that never were good at Amazon mm -hmm. and on PPC and here's how you set up your ads. And it's like from five, like it's from years ago, you're only going to light money on fire. But like you have guys like you and, and like Amy who are just absolutely brilliant with innovating and, and, and what's working and driving outside traffic and looking at the data and just becoming better and cleaner at it. Like, yeah, that's how you win. Like you don't win anymore by just throwing a product up and turning on a bunch of PPC and lighting money on fire. It just doesn't work anymore. Um, it's, it's not, it's not the, the, the private label way anymore, I guess. Yeah. Turned you know, out. The, and the power of Amazon is still very, it's still really awesome. And like you were saying, Brandon, you can drive them to a landing page and then they see Amazon and they want to buy it there. It's funny. I recently had a, um, signed a, a vendor deal with a company that does a lot of like media promotions and then they sell the products on these media sites and you're selling your products to them wholesale. Right. But they, so they published these, right. And they sold a bunch for us in one day, it was like triple our normal days of Amazon awesome. sales. But what happened at the same time is people were actually going to Amazon and buying. So we had like our biggest sales day ever for that product just this last weekend. And it was, and you can see like, even though it was discounted on all these websites where they were publishing it across, they were still going to Amazon to buy. And to me, that was like, Wow, the, the trust. trust level, the trust level, exactly. So we were just like, what is happening? Like, okay, this promotion's happening and we're selling, but what the hell's going on on Amazon? It yeah. was just like so many sales. So you see it all the time when you're, whenever we're running like Facebook ads or social media ads, like you're, you will get a bump at Amazon. Yeah, it's really crazy. In, in and I think. I think that that is so important that, you know, you also kind of help people focus on how can you make your brand look great off of Amazon? Because that's only going to equal extra sales on Amazon, right? It's so powerful. And Andy, you know, you did such a good job of teaching all of us that from the very beginning, um, running Google ads, everything like that, and figuring that out, because that was the key right there. That was, I mean, I never do a launch now without external traffic. Three forms. That's what, what I always tell people. Uh, what, what's funny, Amy, is so many people still have not listened to that. I'm paying, I just pulled up my Google ad account um, and I'm paying uh, one penny per click. <laughs> <laughs> one penny, think, one penny. And I've, I've, got, think, I've gotten 245 clicks today. So I've paid $2.45 to drive 245 people to my listing. The other cool thing that people never, ever think about about doing that is out of those 245 people, whenever they go back to Amazon now, Amazon says, 
Hey, you looked at this product. Are you still interested? So I get all this free remarketing on all these di all different parts of the of, oh, of Amazon. True. Nobody ever thinks about that. Brandon, what are your favorite forms? <laughs> Brandon, what are your favorite forms of external traffic? You're muted. <laughs> <laughs> we will unmute you. Okay, there. Sorry about that. Yeah, <laughs> I, had, I had a call come in from one of my guys. So um, the uh, for us, it's a lot of many chat. It's a lot of like or, or Facebook into many chat and chat bots. And like now we're starting to engage with people by uh, uh, by uh, email and by text message. So we've been using a lot more text message, not even through the many chat platform that it's available on, but I think we're using simple text. And like, we just pay uh, pennies per text that we want to do. Like we have a subscription. We've been bringing people through ManyChat and really aggressively getting their email and phone number and sending them to forms that we have like in uh, MailChimp. And in those forms, we automatically, uh, then, then we sync to Google and then we sync that to uh, many, uh, to simple text. And what we do is whenever we have a product that we want to launch or that we have uh, like a small discount or anything that we're promoting, we can send out an email and then I immediately text people, hey, I just sent this deal to you by, by email. Here's a link either to the deal or whatever directly back into the bot, right? Back into ManyChat because the open rate on email is fine. If it's a warm list, you know, it's 30, 40%, whatever, but a lot of people still miss it. But then when I text them, the open rate goes way through the roof or they just click straight from there back into the bot. So I don't have to worry about violating that whole 24 hour rule because they've gotten really strict about how you message people, even though they've opted in. And so ManyChat has become such a big pain in the ass and like Messenger is so heavily regulated that I absolutely hate it with a passion, but it's still such an amazingly powerful and automated way to communicate and have people do things that I still like end up driving them back into that. So I'm looking at some of these other landing pages that are better that are like ManyChat conversations on a landing page instead. So I think Pixelfy has one now. I think um, uh, Helium 10 even created one, like a pages that has like a certain number of instructions, but I want a little bit more freedom. So I want the bot to do certain things and I want to get more information and things like that. So um, that's kind of our flow in our system now. It's like take a very large warm audience, uh, run ads to them or communicate directly in a large group that I sponsor or things like that, get them to a form and then I can re take all of that information from that form and then be able to touch them in many different ways and get that engagement up. And it went from like, when you're first starting, you might need to give away the products, right? For hundred percent off. But if you have a large enough list, sending someone 50% or 25% off or a, like is more than enough for them, right? It's, it's like, these aren't deal seekers. These are people that actually bought your product or want it for less than hundred percent off and, and are a real audience. Like, these are real people that are your target audience. So they're going to want your products. So you don't need to give them hundred percent off. And so our launch cost has gone way down. Our marketing cost has gone way down. Um, we're able to then send them a text message for a few pennies instead of having to retarget them with an ad for a dollar per click or whatever. Right? So it's, it's just becoming more efficient and growing your audience and your list off of Amazon and then having multiple ways you can retarget them. And, and that's, that's, that's been our biggest focus for the last six months to a year. Yeah, Brendan, that's a great point. Something that you guys really want to dig into and learn is 
automation, right? The people who are using automation right now are the ones who are going to win because you, in, unless you have this giant team who can, you know, follow up with all these people that, that you, you know, that's not going to, that's not going to work because there's people who have automation who are sending stuff out while they're sleeping, you know, all this stuff's all automatic. Um, uh, you know, one of the, one of the biggest tools right now that I think you could learn. Um, I completely agree with Brandon. I've never been into Manny chat. I started to get into it and then I bounced off of it because I don't own the audience to me. If you don't own the audience, if somebody can turn a dial and turn that audience off, I don't want any part of it. So, um, to me, text messaging and emails, you know, still, I, I would rather have those any day over a Manny chat flow. Um, but the other thing to, to think about is, is Zapier, right? If you really got Zapier dialed in, you can do s like so many cool things. You can, you know, like when we get an Amazon order, we, we, uh, we, we log, you know, you're, you're able to like log the, uh, the shopper's address. You're able to, you know, log how much they've spent. You're like, to, you're able to do all this cool stuff with it that people don't even realize if you drive them to a form, you know, you can get their email address, you can get their, um, uh, their text, you know, their, their, uh, their phone, their mobile number. And then you can say, Hey, in three days, you know, send a follow-up on the mobile number. And there's just so many different things that you can do. So, um, with Zapier, um, it, you know, one of the coolest, uh, platforms on the planet, they're always adding new integrations. There's so much cool things that you can do with Zapier. Um, and then if you want uh, the other platform that I love is, uh, Twilio, or Twilio, Twilio, uh, Twilio. It's a text message platform that you can hook into Zapier. So it's super easy. If you learn the, I mean, the setup is not easy by any means, but if you learn how to do all that stuff, um, it, it, it's going to return tenfold because it's all automated. Yeah, I'll, I'll correct it. It was simpletexting.com. Sorry. There we go. Very okay. good. And there's some integrations now with Telegram too, where you can like have your own um, text list and stuff like that. So Definitely really cool um, options. Um, so Brandon, we always ask during our podcast, we have a lot of people trying to make it happen, trying to um, get started. So we've had a lot of talk about, you know, what that you need to be a bigger brand. You need to, you know, have staying power. What do you suggest? What is your piece of advice? to people just getting started who are thinking, man, I can never do this. I just have one product and I'm not there. I can't send text messages. How do I do this? What's your piece of advice for them? Don't give up. I mean, it's, it's learn it properly. So here's my biggest thing. And I see the same patterns over and over with people that fail in this business. Um, there's a couple different types of people. The first person is very, uh, uh, what's the word? I wanna say arrogant, right? I'm smart. I know how to do things quickly. Uh, I figure things out quickly. So I don't need to spend the time to learn it because I learned like this much and I think I know this much. Right. And so then they go and fail. Look, be humble, learn from the beginning very well, like each process of this business. And don't think to yourself, the other person is the person that thinks I don't want to learn that. So I'll just outsource it. And then you find someone that uh, like online and you don't understand it fully and, uh, you know, they end up not doing a good job and you fail. And you don't know why they failed, right? You just know they failed. And then you blame the business model. You blame your product or you blame something else instead of blaming yourself or blaming, you know, or understanding that it could have been done better. Uh, so find experts, you know, like Andy, Amy, myself, like both, all of us, right? And learn the process from the beginning. Learn every single process. Learn product discovery. Learn how to look at data. Look at keywords. Look at what makes a product look at the competitors on amazon and understand how are they getting their sales 
and then look at optimization and then look at like marketing, the marketing aspect, which is the beast that you guys, like Andy is an expert at, right? And, and that you guys are experts at is like optimization piece and the marketing piece. Like if you, you have to learn that from somebody that's successful and knows what they're doing because it's gonna save you a ton of money and a lot of, uh, and a lot of time because you're gonna, you're gonna skip that learning curve and you're gonna understand. We all got to where we are because of failures and figuring it out and learning what doesn't work. And then also repeating the process with what, you know, with our own products and learning what does work. The millions of dollars I've had to spend in marketing dollars means something. It means like I've optimized and changed and optimized and changed my strategies. And I'm on top of what's working and what's not working. And Andy's the same way. The amount of money that he spends for himself and clients and Amy and the amount of money you have invested in clients and yourself, like, and in your own products, it's like, people don't understand, like, we're not just throwing shit at the wall and figuring it out all over again every single time we launch a product. Like I, you know, I understand what my success rate is and my failure rate. I don't get it right 100% of the time, but I get it right 80% of the time. And I know that. So if I launch 32 products, I'm going to be thrilled if I can keep 20 or 25 of them, you know, around for next year. But I'm going to do really well on the ones I keep and I'm going to minimize my losses on the ones I do. So if you get discouraged from launching one product and it doesn't do well, look, it's only one product. What did you learn from that? And the people that end up becoming millionaires and becoming very successful with their business is because they didn't give up. It's because they figured it out, like figured out what they could learn from that mistake or from that product, even if it was a success, learn from it and then move on to the next one and repeat the processes. Update, learn, repeat the processes, and keep doing that over and over again. And every single time you launch a new product, you're gonna keep getting better at it. And you, eventually you're gonna have a brand. And eventually you're gonna be able to like sell your business for millions of dollars. And it's, we've, I've seen hundreds and hundreds of people do it. Like, I, you know, I'm in masterminds with hundreds of seven and eight figure sellers. I've got over 150 seven figure sellers that are students of mine. So, I mean, it's just, um, Look, this is a real business, but you have to spend the time and you have to learn it properly. Don't be arrogant. Come into this business like you know nothing. Like, and then start and learn from people that are really doing it. Like, there are very few of us. Like, there's three of us on this call with Andy and Amy and, and like, like myself. There's very few of us that are actually teaching it and doing it. Make sure you find one of those people and and then and then learn from them and 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 I still feel like I know nothing. <laughs> I'm learning more like every day. No, and that's that's the reality of it, right? <laughs> I'm still learning and I'm still in masterminds for a reason because I'm still learning from others. And I learn new things every single time I launch a product. And I, I can't wait to go and tell my team or tell tell my students, right? Like it's like, oh, don't do that. It's bad. I thought it was gonna be good and it wasn't. Or hey guys, look at this shit I just figured out, right? Like there's always something like new that we're discovering too. And it's just the reality of it. But that's what, like we were talking about at the beginning of the call, the one certainty is that Amazon's going to keep changing. The, it's going to evolve. They're going to make changes for the better or for worse. They're going to test things that are going to end up being bad. They're going to test things that are going to end up being good. But you, if you're in the business every single day and doing it, that's, you know, then, then you're going you're gonna to learn quicker. Yeah, guys, if you want to learn about failure, go back and listen to the episode that Amy uh, interviews me. So you'll hear all about the the massive amount of failures I had and it, throughout the years, I, you know, I was being an, I've, I've been an entrepreneur pretty much my whole life, but starting at 19 was kind of my first official, you know, real stuff, but go and listen to that and see how many, you know, people think that like, 
people like Brandon and myself and Amy just step in and we, you know, we just show up and we've got all this money and all this experience and all this knowledge. But uh, literally I've been, I've been, you know, working a day job and then moonlighting since about 19 years old. I was, in, I was selling on eBay in college at 19 years old, you know, like That's there's cool. all the, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it, it's a learning experience. And, you know, even if Amazon doesn't be, doesn't, it, is not the place you end up falling in terms of, you know, work or, uh, or, you know, entrepreneurial, uh, entrepreneurship, all those skills that you learn to get through all those failures, just like Brandon was saying, is what will help you get to the next thing, whatever that may be. If it's not Amazon, if it is Amazon, if it's, you know, you decide you, you know, maybe you do Amazon for a year and then you're like, you know what, I don't like working for myself, but then you, you know, you go work for somebody like Thrashio and they're like, Hey, we got this great job for you. We heard you're awesome at, X, Y, or Z, you know, I mean, it's, it, you know, everybody's different. So, you know, take those failures, uh, you know, iterate on what you're doing, try it again. If you fail again, try, try it again. You know, you, it's, it's the people that fall down and get back up that are going to succeed. We've all had our failures. <laughs> Absolutely. All right, Brandon. So we're, we're at uh, the time of the podcast where uh, we would love for people to know how to get a hold of you and uh, you know, let us know any, any other things you want to, you want to let people know that you're up to. I appreciate it. Um, so uh, seller-systems.com seller systems succeeding on Amazon is the Facebook group. Um, I've got master classes on PPC on, uh, on, you know, hope on, on product selection by no means like uh is it is it everything you need but it's uh gonna gonna give you guys some some guidance there hopefully it's four or five hours long each of them and then uh i've got a full college level course uh the inner circle uh mastermind where we've got about 700 students uh you know we I, every week i'm live answering questions you know back and forth on video and I've got over 100 hours of content. I'm doing special calls on a regular basis, experts uh, that, you know, because I don't know everything and I bring guys in all the time that are just better than me. As a matter of fact, I need to have you guys on. <laughs> There's definitely, there. definitely some holes in my game that I could fill in and I, I learn as well. So uh, it's it's a mastermind in the sense that we're all learning from each other. I have a lot of big sellers in there and it's, it's a great community. Um, and it comes with a lot of guidance and community. So I really appreciate you guys having me on. Oh, thanks. Thanks so much for having us on. And uh, yeah, I mean, the, the thing that, uh, you know, the, the person who's not going to win is the person who thinks they know it all, right? It's the people who are, you know, figuring out what they're terrible at. Like I, I still, to this day, I know that I'm terrible at bookkeeping. I'm terrible at my numbers so when it, when it comes to financing. It. Yeah. when it comes to my finances, I'm a, an idiot. I mean, there's probably people in this room that are 10 times better than me, but when it comes to, you know, looking at a spreadsheet and, and seeing what products are going to perform by looking at, you know, specific data points, I get, I, I almost don't even need to filter the sheet. I can look at it and fit, you know, and figure it out. Same thing with, you know, some of the automated uh, tools and things that I, I've built. So, you know, everybody know what your, what your superpower is. I always say, and then figure out what you're not good at and don't concentrate on your superpower, right? You've already got that dialed in. You of course want to nurture that, but go and figure out what you suck at and spend the time there, you know, whether it's systems, whether it's uh, marketing, whether it's PPC, whatever that is, you know, figure out, uh, how to do that. And if you can't, then, you know, figure out how to hire people who can help you with that. Exactly. Um, great advice. 
All right, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. If you have not done so yet, we really appreciate you guys subscribing, rate, review, all that good stuff. Whether the feedback is good or bad, we don't care. We just love to hear from you guys. Um, I also get emails uh, from you guys, you know, thanking us and and uh, asking questions. I'm always happy to do that. Um, I always say just keep it succinct. I'm a busy dude, and it might take me three to five days to get back to you. Uh, you know, it may make it clear, concise, and I'm happy to help you guys. Um, and I know Amy's the same way. So, so is Brandon, but we value our time, right? We're busy people. So if you're going to ask us questions, please, uh, keep it short and simple, but we love answering them. Brandon, thank you so much for being on again. It's awesome to, to, we're, we're now in the, in the second, uh, the, the, the part two, right. We're getting people back for the second time that the podcast has been around long enough to do that, which is awesome. Uh, thank you so much for being a, a, a part of that. And uh, we'll see you guys next time on the Seller Roundtable. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for tuning in. Join us every Tuesday at 1 p.m. Pacific Standard Time for live Q&A and bonus content after the recording at sellerroundtable.com. Sponsored by the ultimate software tool for Amazon sales and growth, sellerseo.com and amazingathome.com.